woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly podcast that follows the hilarity and hardships of a group of world-hopping adventurers trying to save existence. Hello, my name is Wesley Hall. I play Brubblestone, the dwarven summoner from Obrimos, and I make the comic Nameless Species, found at namelessspecies.com. Hi, my name is Enzo Comics. I play the forged ranger Roberto from the planet Obrimos. You can find my work at cheerupemokid.com and dungeonconstruction.co. Hi, I'm Olivia. I do the comic Imaging Quest, and I play Ertlebe, the gunslinging grandma druid from the steampunk planet of Cog. Hi, my name is Jane Zay. I play the human rogue Vasa from the world Menroth, and in my spare time, I make the webcomic The Pigeon Gazette and Genji Cat, and I enjoy long walks on the beach. You can find my comics on my Instagram, The Pigeon Gazette. Hi, my name is Megan McKay. I play Tin, who is a gunslinging fighter from the world of Cog. And my comic is Doodle for Food, which you can read on Webtoons every Thursday and Friday, or just on my Instagram. The World Walkers are reunited once more. But what does this mean for their future? And is Ertlebe the same gunslinging grandmother they once knew, or is she forever changed by her recent experiences? We join the World Walkers as they finish their battle with the last of the Treants and prepare to move forward through Ozen Tower. Let's find out what happens in Season 3, Episode 32, Desperate Times. Early. I would like to call lightning again. It says if I'm within five feet of that, it it would hit me too. Yes. Am I, am I within five feet of it? All right, well... I'm going to, I mean, can I move away and do it, though? Because, like, if I move away, it gets an opportunity attack. It does, then it could break a concentration. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to zap it and me. So beautiful! So I'm going to kamikaze. Wait, Wait. no, I'm not? What was that? Well, do you have enough HP? I'm like, I've been, when I took damage, I was in elephant mode. So so. now you're at full HP. Yeah. So I can at least take, I think probably a hit. It fits into the story because she's sorry that she betrayed us even indirectly. <laughs> no. Yes. This is the rebirth so of Ertlebe who's she's been so trapped sorry. in an evil torment land and nobody mentioned. Nobody seemed to notice this. It's like, it's like, it would say something like, hey, if you were like kidnapped and replaced with an asshole and literally nobody noticed the difference, what does it say? What does it say? Am I the asshole? Ertlebe has the the tree looming over her, and she's tiny, and she's looking up at it intently. And again, the air starts to spark, and she, like, makes significant eye contact with the tree, like you and me. Here it goes. And she brings down the lightning right on top of it. Nice. So it has to make a deck saving throw. And so does Ertlebe. Did you pass? Yes. All right, so I got a four... My dex is four, um, plus my proficiency bonus, which is three. So I got an 11. Are you proficient in dex saves as a druid? Um, 
No, I'm not. Never mind. Okay. I'm only, I got eight. But wait, I have inspiration. So I'm going to use, I'm going to use one inspo. Um, All right, I got an 18. No. All right. Yeah, 18. Okay, cool. Did it pass? It did not. So 14 damage falls upon the tree. So yeah, you call the lightning down and you try to time it correctly. You kind of jump back as you bring your arms down to bring down the lightning and it still hits you. The lightning crashes into the tree and there's an explosion as the tree splits in half and you watch as Erdoby flies back and hits her, uh, her shoulders and her back into the ground. And she gets up, she's fine, but the tree is not, it's shattered. Yeah! We did it! Can, like, right, can, like, the ground be smoking from the, from the impact of the lightning and, like, mm-hmm. the tree's corpse, and then, like, it starts to, to, to dissipate into the air, and you see Ertlebe, like... Like, I like to imagine that, like, you it. see its charred black uh, black husk, like, slowly crumble into, like, into coal and all that, or ash or whatever, and then it disintegrates, and all that's left is standing is, like, Ertle B also smoking herself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Walking away. You hear a, you hear a, <laughs> The plants all rise up. No! And oh. turn and look to Ertle and wait. You're their master now. <laughs> Look at me. I am the captain now. Erdl <laughs> <laughs> uh, B would like have them all like sort of stand upright and then like swirl down to the ground in this like like a deflating yep. um, gas yeah. station man. Yeah, That's they kind of just deflate and wiggle and. <laughs> And with that, it's like there were never any plants here. Even the dirt receded back into the concrete, into the stone. My question is, could she have commanded those plants to go down at the ground all this time? Who knows? I so, definitely tried. Uh, <laughs> I talked to a plant. I talked you to, to the you talked to, you talked to the gun vine, but you didn't talk to the actual, like, terrain. Oops. Well, I killed him from lightning. <laughs> And it was cool. It's okay. The terrain stopped everybody. It was yeah, cool. the clouds kind of disperse. And even though um, there's no sun in this room, it's like the sun is coming back into this room as the clouds fade away. And yeah, um, you can feel um, Roberto's presence kind of fill the room again, too. Taking a nap there, hey. bud, huh? Hey, what have you guys and- been up to? So, do we have four versions of Ertlebee's gun now? There are, indeed, four guns. Yeah, <gasps> so these guns are not as well-crafted as yours. Mm-hmm. What that means is that if they roll a one, they break. Oh. Gotcha. Ertlebee's going to pick them all up. Yep. Not only <laughs> and, like, that, strap them to here. Each <laughs> one has the ammunition, like, is full on ammunition. But that's all the bullets you have. That's fine. Oh, Grandma, get me one. I want one. Yeah, okay. Ertlebee is wordlessly strapping guns to herself. She's like walking around. <laughs> yeah, she's like them up, just strapping them on. <laughs> Can their brother like possess one gun? This <laughs> <laughs> is our invisible sharpshooter. <laughs> Can I possess like anything? Um, Vasa, as as she sees Ertlebee going around collecting guns, Vasa goes over. Um, 
to Ertleby and if, if you know, she's going to reach out and if allowed, like, sort of, like, briefly touch Ertleby's shoulder and say, like, you know, grandmother, are you okay? And, you know, the, the way she phrases obviously implies, like, are you okay past merely the, the damage you, you experienced in this round of fighting? Ertleby would, like, she would reach out to touch her and Ertleby would flinch and knock her hand away. And be like, and she would, like, let Vasa finish saying that. And she'd be like, I have seen the torment from the inside. Friends, we are in great danger indeed. And she would, she would, like, give Vasa this, like, deep, serious look. And, like, adjust one of her guns and look towards if there's, like, a way out of this room. There's a door now. The moment you look for the door, it's sitting there. This last door, this new door that's here, it is ten feet wide, six feet tall, and it's made of obsidian. Um, Vasa would, like, sort of share in the very serious look that Ertleby has to give, and then even as Ertleby kind of looks away, um, you know, sort of like kind of in her own world or thinking of, of grim things, Vasa would just sort of say back very like firmly, like, we'll beat it, Grandmother, before straightening and um, looking to the door as well. And sort of being like, we should rest before we see what's in the next room. Tompkins nods. Tompkins, are you okay? Yes, yeah, I'm fine. The wind blows concerningly around Tompkins. I'm fine. He oh, right. starts like lifting up his hair a little bit. <laughs> Tussles his hair. Like, do I have like a voice or anything? Enzo, I propose that while you are in wind form, you can only communicate through ocarina melodies. <laughs> can do I have a voice? Yeah, yeah, you can. Fo- yeah, yeah. Okay. We need an inventory, and we need it now. Are there any healing crystals left? Uh, well, she's still in the air, but she does a loop-de-loop and then flies down to everyone <laughs> um, and then stares at Vasa. Yeah, Vasa. Yeah, Tompkins is like, Oh, Vasa, do you have any? Erlby slowly turns her head. Vasa says, I have two. Rumblestone says, I have one. Couldn't have fallen on your own healing crystal there, Rumblestone. Hmm? Then Tompkins falls quiet. <laughs> Yeah, Rumblesome would look at you and be like, I'm not quite sure what your intent by that is. Just joshing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brummelstone would would look at Grandmother Ruby and say, like, it's good to have you back. Did you glean any knowledge in there? I'm sorry for your time in there. I had suspicions, but I was never sure. I worry more what they gleaned from you. The nightmare that replaced me was a spy meant to turn our greatest strength, our friendship, into a weakness. These healing crystals are vitally important because our party is still the greatest asset we have in the hunt for the shards. But anything that nightmare learned... It will try to use against us. Makes me wish that we didn't burn all those crystals when we were all still conscious and had healing dice to roll. Just saying. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, because you see how potent the healing surges are, and you're like, oh. Yes, all this time. Uh, oh that's what gosh. I kept saying. Like, don't yeah, use the healing crystals. <laughs> it's not to see. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is why I was so passionate about the matter. What is past as past. <laughs> we can only take stock of what we have now and move forward. Or it'll be we'll like, like, give a long look at Brunelstone and nod her head. This is a changed Ertleby. She's she's a uh, she's definitely a lot like like colder than you remember her, and also a lot more focused, uh, single-minded on like the task uh, at front of her. She doesn't she doesn't seem to be wanting any any touching right now. Grandmother, it's good to have you back. Sorry, I didn't notice you were gone. Hey, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I can't help but notice that you're gone. <laughs> uh, She's like, yeah, she like, like raises her hand and like kind of feels the wind. <laughs> yeah, we're we're working on that right now. <laughs> Tomkins just shakes his head. He's like, so now what do we do if we're out of healing crystals, basically? Oh, man, we should just fall back on the traditional forms of healing, Tompkins. <laughs> like what? Mr. Tompkins, we must soldier on with the tools that we have. Your knowledge is great. Boss's speed is deadly. Grandmother's guns are potent, and so are her magic. Tim's power I, of flight is amazing. Well, that's where I was going to go with this, is there's like four guns now um so I mean I'm struggling to help you guys it'll be to give Tompkins a gun she'd like take the one on, she she needs to have the two strapped here that's just it's important for her new character look as um, you do that <laughs> she gives him like the, the one on her left hip and like hands do it you but as, as you reach for that you are making a conscious decision in front of another gunslinger I don't care. This is new cool. Ertleby. Just making sure. Make yeah. <laughs> Chaos Ertleby. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Focus Tin. Tin. Uh, Rebelby. Without a cause. B. Tin. Tin. Tin steps. It's like, well, I agree that our, our rules for for the gunslingers, the, uh, the oath, um, there are problematic parts. I don't think that we should still be handing things willy-nilly. I think it's best that um, you and I, if Tompkins is so determined to wield this weapon, that uh, we, we discuss uh, the oath more. Yeah, let him. me ask you this real quick, Tompkins says. Watch. And he turns over to, to Brummelstone. He's like, Brummelstone, do you have any scrolls left? Yes. What's your best one? Uh, I have a oh, Thunderwave scroll. That's like powerful, right? Yes. Crazy powerful. If I knew how to use it, would you let me use it? Yes. And he turns back to Tin. It's not a question of whether or not you know how to use it so much as you understand the importance in the... Boss is asleep. She knows this conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. isn't worth listening to. She's, <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. resting. Uh, Ertleby would interrupt Tin and say train him, Tin. But he gets Ooh. a weapon. 
cog, him be- the oath, gunslingers, none of it matters in the face of the nightmares. Are you one of the masters? I'm, I feel like I'm making my way towards <laughs> it. No, but... Let him begin the training. Yeah. Let him begin the training. I'm no master, but desperate times call for desperate masters, and I will yeah. teach you what I know. Brubblestone would say, like, can I get can I get in on this? It would not be it would not be bad. And I believe I suggested this on Cog. Said <laughs> to have as many who can wield the guns as possible. Would it not behoove us all to have training in this? Sure surely Ernelby, grandmother, you are most skilled in them. But if you are to fall I think Tin's pretty good too. Yeah, I think I mean it's fun. But you, you don't need a junk gun, essentially. Oh. We have three junk guns, right? We have four. We have four. Erdelby would kind of like gesture towards Tin, like kind of like you're the one who cares about the oath. You train him. All right, I guess I got some pupils. <gasps> Tomkins looks at you, Brumblestone, like. Rubblestone, Rubblestone briefly is like, but also it's stern face immediately. Erdelby has like, like slid the other gun that was on her hip. So she's just got the two on her like chest straps now to Brumblestone. All right. So Tompkins has one and he's all excited. And he's like, if he shoots Vasa even once, <laughs> I'm just saying things will be happening. Hands will be cut at night. Tin's gonna like if she as if she had like a belt and like uh, almost like imagine her in a little cowboy hat. She's like, all right, first things first. Every gun's a loaded gun. <laughs> She's got like one cowboy boot up on like a barrel, just like I'm, like tilted. Like, listen to my safety PowerPoint. <laughs> He's like, all right, cool, cool. Now, how do we make bullets? I think until. Uh, I have the ability to make bullets. Right. Um, but I think, I think let's, uh, let's not run before we can walk. He walks over to Ertleby. Ertleby, how do I make bullets? Uh, Tin, Tin gets a little bit frustrated and she pushes him back <gasps> a little bit, steps between him and Ertleby. And she's like, if you are to take on this oath and I am to teach you, you must treat me with the respect of a master, or at least somebody who is your elder in this matter. You will not be talking to Ertleby regarding these situations. Finally, somebody else being harsh on Tompkins. It's like, come on. Looks at Bremelstone. When she's right, she's right. Mr. Tompkins, these yeah. weapons are deadly. We've yeah. seen them slay many people, yes. So you must treat them with respect. I have. I haven't pointed at any of you yet. Yes, but you're asking questions above your league. Learn how to no, fire. No, I'm just the saying. Gun. There's only like what eight bullets in here, right? He looks over at Earl, or then he looks over at Tin. How many bullets are normally in a revolver? Tin Tin just grabs the gun from from Tompkins. Well, you got to make an attack on that. He's not. He's not going to let you. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Freaking do it. Uh, I get a nineteen. You have a gun. <laughs> he's like I I just I don't want like if there's only like what I don't know six shots eight shots in the middle of a fight I don't want to shoot a few and then be like 
Mr. Throw Tompkins, someone the gun to fill him up. Mr. Tompkins, if there's only eight shots, then you make them count. But I'm you, terrible at this. We just started. I'm just saying, all right. I then mean, you, you listen to 10. You're one right. step closer. Just whip his ass. Just, yeah. just like actually like bend him over a knee and whip it a little bit. Just, just put him in his place. No, she's like, all right. All right. I will be amazing shot right away with no extra bullets. That's all we ask. Uh, do we have any anything that can be turned into bullets if I need to make anything? No. It's Rolanis. Maybe you can just whittle a rock into it. And <laughs> yeah. <like a> magic. <laughs> I hope this works. So, this is difficult for Tin because, like, she takes this very, very seriously. And Tompkins kind of just being flippant about it already makes her, like, want to just keep the gun and say, like, forget it. You already, like, ruined your chance. Yeah. yeah. But she's going to, um, she's going to relay that this is, in fact, a very serious matter. Um, and that it takes a lot of trust. The fact that she is essentially um, kind of like breaking the oath mm-hmm. to to help this team in our mission, and that uh, giving this as Tompkins giving you this knowledge and this ability is not something to take lightly. I kind of want to wait to hold on to the gun until we have the ability to make more bullets so that I can train him properly. Um, I don't want him getting, like, spooked and then shooting things and whatnot. So, and and Tin says this is like, it's not that I don't want to train you. I just don't have the ability to make things to help train you. So for now, we're going to leave the other gun with Rumblestone, who I feel has a little bit more... uh. Uh, treats it with a little more gravitas, and we're gonna keep this gun on me. And then, if it's an emergency, potentially I will let you use it. I. She hates being the boss. <laughs> she she like hates making up decisions like this. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's her decision, and I hope that's that's what she says to Tom. All right. He says okay. Uh, and then now she wants to sleep. Cool. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's sleep. All right. So, yep. Everyone kind of beds down for the night. Uh, Roberto, you have no way to bed down. You can't even shut off your consciousness. So I guess I keep watch. Yeah. Yeah. You can keep watch, uh, tirelessly. If there's like at one point during the night, like Bromosa may wait to the others to go to sleep and Mm -hmm. like, then sit back up and spend some time talking to his brother. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Ertleby's going to be able to sleep. She's just going to be sitting up, but she'll just like be over on her side of the camp and like let you guys bond. If, yeah, if, uh, so there would be a little bit of bonding. And then Brumblestone would, would either gesture over to Ertleby to come join them, or he would go if, and if she was reluctant, he would come over and he would try, you know, to talk to her. And he would say, I, I notice, I know this weighs deep on your soul. And it seems like you've been through a lot. But we will prevail. Because of you. You are the heart of this team, Grandma. You are the warmth and the love here. We all feel it 
We all need you. I know you are sad and overwhelmed by the weight and what you've gone through, but we need you back. Get your head in the game. Let's win this. She would, like, take off one of her guns and be polishing it. And she'd say, like, I assure you, Mr. Brumblestone, my head is very in the game. And thank you, I know. Giving away your gun is a large, it's a large gift. <laughs> she's know. now, uh, she's now Liam Bielsen. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very specific set of skills. <laughs> and she would like, she would seem like she was like, like, not going to respond, like, like very cold. But she'd like, after a moment. Like, put a hand on your knee and, like, give, like, a firm, like, pat. And then go back to polishing her gun. Rumbleson would, like, nod and then, you know, just, like, take his, you know, go back to his bedroll and go back to sleep. Uh, so, Tin, everyone's, like, you know, doing their thing. Tin is, like, probably off in a corner if she had a blanket she's got it like pulled up to her and she's just staring wide-eyed at the ceiling like jesus what did i get myself into <laughs> uh the weight of like Is this your problem now <laughs> um, and uh and as part of that uh she starts kind of like reciting the oath to herself and the the um, what you recite to yourself is what's called the Gunslinger's Creed, and the Gunslinger's Creed is quote: "I surrender myself to the teachings of my master. I am without name. I am without need. I free myself of the past. I know only the journey now. I know only the creed. The secrets of the journey, the craft, and the execution are the Gunslingers alone. Those who share our ways are broken." and they are to be removed from the world of the living. I know nothing until I know their death or my own. You know, just after, some light, light After she recites that, she's like, oh, actually, I have to kill Tompkins and Brummelstone now. <laughs> yeah, you just, like, see her in the shadows, like... Like, the, no, to, she, to be fair, she, you did pick the two easiest to kill. So she, know. she like you, you watch her, like, in the, you watch her lying down and reciting, and then suddenly in the dark, you see her like sit up at the waist. Like, <laughs> um, to further into that, the write up that uh, for the Gunslinger's Creed is that all gunslingers swear an oath when they come under the tutelage of a master, known as the Gunslinger's Creed. It represents everything the gunslingers believe in. To do so, one must commit to leaving behind the pains and resentments they may have in the past. The masters will not teach anyone that carries with them a vendetta or a need for vengeance. Once a gunslinger begins learning the ways of the four masters, they begin what's known as the journey, which is what they call their training. The details of the journey are unknown to non-gunslingers. From there, they learn two more tenets, the craft, the secrets of gunsmithing, and the execution, the skills of the gunslinger. Breaking either the letter or the spirit of the creed results in absolute abandonment and eventual execution of the traitor. These people are known as the broken. All gunslingers are obligated to kill one of the broken, abandoning everything to do so. Even the masters themselves will eventually begin hunting down someone who has broken the creed. Uh... 
I'm just saying breaking that code was not like Tompkins is not worth breaking that code for. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, she'd probably try to get Brummelstone's attention. Uh, cause she's like tossing and turning. And then she, uh, before she can, she just like kind of huffs and she's like, Brummelstone, a word. I like to imagine that you're like laying beside each other and you're tossing and turning. Eventually you're just like smack. <laughs> if you, if you yeah. think about it, if you think about it, be- because Tin technically took the place of Nina, the master, her accepting Brummelstone and, and Tompkins into the, as, as two, it doesn't break the code. Cause she's a gun. She's a gun master. So it doesn't well, break the code. Uh, well, that would be part yeah. of the conversation. Uh, Brummel, yeah, if Tin asked for Brummelstone, Brummelstone would. Right. Um, so essentially she takes him over and uh, says, like, I am no master. I am not yet, uh, or I am not a replacement for Anita. Um, we know that the code, there, there are issues with it. Um I do not think that as a sole actor I can decide the the path of how to treat the creed. Um, however, I believe that in good faith, if I were to teach you as my master taught me, that I could sleep at night knowing you understood the burden the burden, not the gift, that is the gun. Brummelstone, will you agree to learn under my tutelage to become a gunslinger? Brummelstone, having spent some time on COG, knows like the weight of this. And there's almost a tear in his eye. And he would say, it would be my honor, Master. I've picked up a few magics in my time, and none of them have been gifts. They have all been burdens, from summoning to wizardry to now this. My shoulders can bear this burden. If you ever find me, and we ever finish our mission of saving the worlds, and you need to kill me, I understand. But no, I won't go down easy. And he would almost pick up the gun and like spin it around his finger and stuff it down back into his belt as though this is not the first time he's done that. And he would nod at 10 and go lay back down. We start tomorrow and she like flops over and immediately falls asleep. So you guys gain your full rest. Vasa's walking around, picking up um, viable parts of the end bodies to make into bundles of kindling because she's going to keep her promise and basically use their corpses in the most defiling <laughs> manners possible on future <laughs> ends and future trees. She might even carve one into a dildo and distribute it later. Just saying. It's just, it's just like complete, complete defilement. Vasa is going to give an inspirational speech um, to the group. 
Yeah. <laughs> I know we've run out of everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like, <laughs> now we're left with nothing but our will. That's about it. <laughs> our last wills and testimonies. Yes, yeah, no, I was like, no. <laughs> Do not underestimate our will to survive and the power of our power of our family we are together again and though though it may t- take some of us to remember that warmth and the strength to be had from that and she obviously sort of like looks a little bit to her or it'll be to that she says i have faith that that we will be as we will be strong even stronger than before moving forward and that we will triumph over the Bad people. <laughs> Whatever. Everybody uh, plus uh, 11 health. Noise. Yay. As you turn your attention towards the door once more, the door before you shifts and bends as you stare at it. Soon a shape emerges. The door bends and curves towards you as it becomes as smooth as glass. When it finishes, the door before you stands six feet in height. It looks like it's been broken and put together hundreds of times. Some pieces are burnt, some look frozen, some brand new. If you were to look closely, you'd see that these pieces slowly shift between the different states. Stone holds up his orb, and it's almost a mirror copy of just that. I think this one's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope your world treats us kindly, Brummelstone. Me too. Uh, just don't go jumping on any platforms before we're ready. <laughs> <laughs> and you try to stop having trees dropped on you. <laughs> I, I will. I hope not to fall again. Yeah, and then Brummelstone would... Like, Tompkins is staring at it before you do that, and he's like... <sighs> what is it, Mr. Tompkins? So, so far, these rooms have been, like, there was, I just don't know. I don't know. I'm just. Speak. Your world is a lot more dangerous than the other ones. Isn't it? It's a world of broken timelines. It's both dangerous and safe. It's both soft and hard. It's a bad example, but you get what I'm saying here. <laughs> yes, we should tread with caution. But we have Roberto at our back. Together we'll get through this. Alright. Yeah. And Rebelstone would push through the door. Yep. So you put your hand to the uh, sphere and it expands and pulls all of you into it immediately. It never opens up. It just fills the room. And suddenly you find yourself inside a simple chamber. Like the last one, it's a hundred feet from end to end. Old stone makes up the surface of this room, each one as big as Brummelstone. Before you have time to walk around the room, a tearing sound rips through the quiet. In different parts of the room, three portals begin to form. In one portal, you can see the open field where Ozen Tower sits, though the tower itself is nowhere to be found. In another portal, you see yourselves looking at yourselves at this very moment. The final portal is dark, though a dark wind howls from within. 
Then, chaotic energy begins to rush out of the portals and crash into the middle of the room. From this, an entity begins to emerge from the crashing energy, its chaotic form shifting between various vaguely humanoid shapes. Surrounding it are energies that represent all times of day, from an early sun to the deepest night. At its full height, it stands over 12 feet tall. The energies around the creature start to dance, swirling around it faster and faster. Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 32, Desperate Times. If you love what you heard and want to listen to the next episode sooner, you want access to the homebrew rules that we use, or you just want to show some support to the show, you can check us out at patreon.com slash worldwalkers. Or, if you'd like to show some love another way, leave us a review on iTunes or spread the love through Twitter or Facebook. Anything you can do to help us get the word out about the show is much appreciated and helps us an incredible amount. I want to thank Kevin McLeod, whose website, Incomitech.com, is where a lot of the music from this episode comes from. I also want to thank Sirenscape for providing additional music and sound effects. You can find them at Sirenscape.com. I was going through the hole that isn't, doesn't have the frickin' tower, but... <laughs> now let's go through the hole that has us, and then we'll cause a paradox. <laughs> but what if one of the us is... Double our party. Yeah. <laughs> we just each play, Ertleby one does this. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I, I'm I'm Wesley. I play Brummelstone one and ten two. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I play Brummelstones one through twelve. Yes. Is there somebody trying to get into your house? Do you hear something? Too? Yeah. Here, I'll go check. What? Typical white person hears a strange noise, noise walks right towards it. Yes. <laughs> I like that you're a good host to be like, I'll just let Olivia Nothing? do that. Yeah, there's something scary the in there. Good luck. Good luck. Can, like, classic horror it. movie. Like, you hear a strange yeah. noise, like, I'm just going to go by myself to investigate. <laughs> and it was fine. How often do you refer to your um, player's handbook, Ertleby? Well, whenever I'm traveling, not at all. Um, okay. But I, when I'm at did home, you, yes. Did you know at level six you had primal strike? No. Starting at six level, your attacks in beast form count as magical for no. the purposes of overcoming resistance and immunity. Oh my! To non magical attacks and damages, Oops. like 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 treants. an ant. <laughs> all right. So all right. Uh. So animal attacks. This it was is. cool to do it with lightning. Anyway. We could have saved so many crystals. Yeah. All right. We could have saved so many crystals a long time ago. Don't be. This is on par with letting Nina die because I couldn't feed her the right thing. All right. Just to be sure I understand, because I was level six, I could have been using, like, I could have been doing, like, sparkly gore where there's, like, yeah, magical, you, you like, could, You could have been sparkles. doing straight damage. So, you, like, every time you hit, like, for, like, 30 or whatever, it would have been 30 instead of... Oh my god. I'm just gonna be salty about the crystals for the rest of the games. I'm This is like this is like forgetting that you can summon I'm like this is more dissing myself. It's like forgetting, it's like forgetting, about forgetting you can dice su- and healing surge. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
It's like forgetting that you can summon your weapon at level three instead of level five. So you could have just fought your way out of the dungeons. Or using healing surges and second wind in the same round because one's a bonus action. What else should I know about my abilities that I don't know about my abilities? Oh, man. There's Um, a lot. At sixth level, you gain a new challenge rating um, for your um, beast forms. Ooh, can I do flying? Did you know that? I think I did at one point. No. Tell me. What are... Um, so, okay, well... Because I could do swimming. I I knew I could swim now. Hold on a second. I'm really scared to look at this. Animals I can do. (laughs) That's a different category. (laughs) (laughs) This is like... As much my fault, I suppose. I just don't read your guys' stuff as much as I should, I suppose. Yes. This is all your fault, Pedro. Guess Can so. you play my character? That'd be great. <laughs> Alright, so I think I'm... I think I can only do swimming. Wait, no. Because, like, the thing I'm looking at makes it seem like... Oh, is it because I'm in the circle of the... the of oh, the moon, right? The moon. Can I turn into birds now? I really want to turn into birds. Here's I'm gonna drop this in the chat. All right, because a giant eagle is challenge rating one. An elephant is challenge rating four. Oh, well. Maybe I've been turning into an elephant this whole time and I shouldn't have been able to. Oops. Nobody tells me. Starting at 6th level, you can transform into a beast with a challenge rating as high as your druid level divided by 3. Yeah. So you're level 6 divided by 3. You should not have been an elephant this whole time. Alright, nobody tell Pedro. Nobody tell Pedro that I shouldn't have been an elephant this whole time. I didn't realize they had a challenge rating. I thought elephants were special because they were land-based, and that the only other challenge ratings were fish and flying. I guess we should probably just re-record the entire podcast, starting from when I first used Elephant. We should just go back to Rolanis, start at the beginning. All right. What if I it's stop Rolanis, using so Elephant? so anything can happen, right? <laughs> Magically loses her ability after she leaves the world. Elephant. So here's how we're going to rule it. <laughs> oh um, elephant is the only creature of that level that you can change into. And it, it, uh, I never thought about it because the first time you changed into an elephant was during the um, side adventure. Mm-hmm. And you're right in that, like, it was such a great moment. Like, you listen, it comes out on Sunday. Megan and I are cracking up so much. We love the idea so much. I never thought to look to see if you could. So. You were so preoccupied with wondering if you could that you didn't stop to think. If you actually could. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I won't so, turn into elephants much anymore either. I'll diversify. Well, no, we'll do. I, I'm trying to think how the best to roll it. So, what was this? You can change into an elephant if you burn an inspiration point while you transform. That seems good. From here on out. 
deal. Because it's tied to that story. It's tied to that moment. Because, yeah, it would have been... it. It ends up being one of the best moments of the podcast. Like, did you listen to the clip I sent you? Yeah, yeah. Did you like it or? I did. It okay, was, cool. No, I, I just want to be like too full of myself and be like, yeah, it was amazing. It was no, so it was good. all I. I don't know. I was really emotional editing that podcast. Like it was, it was really good for me. I was actually, I woke up at three in the morning and couldn't go back to sleep because of like, I could feel one of my sleep events about to happen. Oh. Yeah, and I woke up in time. That's good. Yeah, is good. Yeah, is a rough, rough day. So I use the podcast to get through it. So that's how we'll rule. If you burn inspiration, you can transform into the elephant. Otherwise, I can do challenge reading too. Um, because you're level seven divided by three. Round down. Rounded down. And so. Can do a giant yeah. eagle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Nice. I can fly. Cool. Can you fly like an eagle? Yeah, if you um, But limitations Never. until eighth level, no flying speed, it says. What does that mean? Wait, is you, that. I thought in. Um, what, so, wait, what is flying speed? Like a giant eagle. Ah. I don't ignore it because I'm Circle of the Moon. I'm looking. Uh, no. All right. So but when fly. you hit level 10, you can start changing into elementals. So that's the trade-off. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, Enzo, do you want to go next? <clears throat> Hi, my name... Hi, my name is Enzo Comics. I play the... You play the dwarf? I play the dwarf. I play the... I play Megan McKay. Comics. Comics is my father's name. <laughs> Please, Mr. Comics was my father. <laughs> Nerds. My name okay. is Enzo Comics, son of Go Comics. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this I haven't made this anymore.